Welcome into another edition of the Doug Russell Podcast. Glad to have you with us. Uh, a short and sweet one today. We've only got uh, a couple of minutes, but I did want to get some thoughts in about the hiring of Adrian Griffin as the new Milwaukee Bucks coach. We'll hear from Adrian Griffin coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, not his entire news conference from uh, yesterday, but I do want to at least bring you some of the key I guess, elements of it, what led him to Milwaukee and what his path was to getting a head coaching job and his first head coaching job for a team that is a championship caliber head coaching job. But this has been one of the most unusual off seasons that I can remember as far as coaching changes in NBA history, because it's been one after another, after another, after another. There have been some that have recycled. Most have been recycled. And for a long time, after Mike Budenholzer was let go, I figured that the Bucks would do that as well. They went in a different direction. I have some specific thoughts about that coming up in just a couple of moments as well. But I didn't necessarily think that Mike Budenholzer was going to survive the first-round exit to the hands of the Miami Heat. Uh, and when you look at what Miami has been able to do since ousting the Bucks as the number 8 seed in the first round, well, they've gone on now to the NBA Finals. Eric Spolstra is finally rightfully being recognized in most NBA circles as a future Hall of Fame coach, because he is. Eric Spolstra has been one of the best coaches in the NBA since he took over for Pat Riley more than a decade ago uh, for the Heat. And when Spolstra took that job, it's way over a decade since he took over for, for Pat Riley, with the Miami Heat. And he's been on the proverbial chopping block now how many times? LeBron James didn't necessarily think that Eric Spolster was the right man for the Heat job, according to reports. And LeBron was there for four years. Coach Spo is still doing it. And he's doing it with different players in different eras. He did it with Shaq and Dwayne Wade, doing it with that the big three of Dwayne Wade, along with LeBron and Chris Bosh, and now he's basically doing it with Jimmy Butler and some good players around him, but he's doing it with Jimmy Butler. In fact, one of his best players or one of his key role players, Milwaukee area native Tyler Hero, he hasn't been able to play this entire postseason. He broke his hand in the first game of the first round against the Bucks, and Tyler Hero hasn't been able to play. So Eric Spolstra is getting recognized as one of the elite coaches in this era of NBA basketball. But, you know, the Philadelphia 76ers, they couldn't get out of the second round of the playoffs, so they fired Doc Rivers. And it wasn't surprising that the 76ers fired Doc Rivers. In steps Nick Nurse, who I think for a long time was maybe the front runner for the Bucks job. But Nick Nurse, four years ago, as an NBA head coach, led the Toronto Raptors to a championship. What have you done for me lately? Well, they've had a subpar year. Uh, I think that Nick, there are different things that you hear about Nick Nurse. In some circles, is he very well regarded as a head coach? No, but in other circles, he is. I, I don't know what to believe. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, they fire Monty Williams. Monty Williams then signs one of the biggest deals in NBA coaching history, the biggest deal in NBA head coaching history, and he goes to the Detroit Pistons. But from everyone that I talked to in Phoenix when Monty Williams got fired. Well, should the Bucks go after Monty Williams? Everyone that I talked to in Phoenix said, you don't want him. 
Well, okay, well, the Detroit Pistons did, and they were able to land him with, again, this mega deal that could be worth up to $100 million. Uh, the Houston Rockets, not surprisingly, uh, they fired Steven Silas, but they bring in Amy Adoka, who had some personal issues, which led to his ouster from Boston a year ago. He says that, you know, he learned his lesson. You know, whatever happens off the court, as long as people aren't maimed or anything like that, uh, it's it's none of my business who Amy Adoka sleeps with. But listen, I mean, I would say that probably doesn't show a lot of, I guess, wherewithal to allegedly have a relationship with one of the team executives' wives. But listen, if the Houston Rockets, uh, Tillman Fertitta, who's the uh, uh, owner of the Rockets, you know, if you're satisfied that Udoka is your guy, I think he's a very good coach. But again, I mean, how, how long do you have to be branded with the scarlet letter in that, in that sense? But again... You know, don't fish off the company pier. It's just something that I've always tried to adhere to. Um, so, but speaking of, you know, I talked about the Phoenix Suns firing Monty Williams. They hire Frank Vogel, who three years ago won an NBA championship as the head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. Mike Budenholzer, two years ago, won an NBA championship as the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. So if you haven't won a championship, but you feel like you have a championship-caliber club, your coach is on the hot seat, apparently. The Phoenix Suns shouldn't have been in a position to fire their coach two years after getting to the NBA Finals. I would say the same thing about the Philadelphia 76ers. They fire Doc Rivers. He's got a ring on his resume. I would say the same thing about Nick Nurse. He's got a ring on his resume not that long ago. It's a weird time in the NBA. Dwayne Casey out in Detroit. And the way that Nick Nurse, four years ago, got the head coaching job with the Raptors was because the Raptors kept getting bounced early in the playoffs. Dwayne Casey was their coach. He wins NBA Coach of the Year honors. It didn't stop the Raptors from firing Dwayne Casey. But in steps Nick Nurse, and in his first season, he wins an NBA championship. So he, that's what the Bucks are hoping for. They want to follow that Raptors model with a former Raptors assistant coach and a former Bucks assistant coach. Adrian Griffin is very well regarded in NBA circles, universally. I thought that he was going to get a head coaching job. I just didn't know that I would have pegged the Milwaukee Bucks for the team to give him that opportunity as long as they're in this championship window. I thought that if there was going to be a team that was going to hire a first-time NBA head coach, maybe it's a team like the Pistons, maybe it's a team like the Rockets, where there aren't those expectations. There are expectations in certain places. Uh, there, now Joe Mazzula, uh, Mazzuza, he almost—I don't know—there there was, I think, a groundswell of Celtics fans that were looking at what the Bucks did, what the 76ers did, what the Suns did, what the Raptors did, and said, "Well, if all of these guys are getting whacked, why don't you get Joe?" Because in Game 7, the Celtics wilted against the Miami Heat, and the Celtics shouldn't have been in that position anyway. Well, you can say the same thing about everybody else that Spo and the Heat and Jimmy Butler have slayed in this postseason round. But Nick Nurse, when he got the job with the Raptors, 
he was well regarded. He had come through the ranks, so to speak. He was an assistant coach. He was a head coach in the G League. Now, this is the first time that Adrian Griffin has ever been a head coach at any level. But he certainly paid his dues. And there's one thing that I just keep coming back to about what put Adrian, what I think put Adrian Griffin in my mind over the top. It wasn't his meeting with Giannis, although I think that played a huge role in it. It wasn't the fact that he had history in Milwaukee. I don't know if that played a role in it or not. It wasn't even when you hear stories of him in his interview process wanting to jump up and diagram plays on the blackboard where, you know, what he would have done differently than Mike Budenholzer in a defensive setting against the Miami Heat in the first round of the playoffs, which is, you know, what has come out in the last 36 hours or so. Now it was this. This is what put it over the top for me, for Adrian Griffin. Someone who is as accomplished as he was, having been an NBA assistant coach and very well regarded in NBA circles for more than a decade, someone who was thought of as a defensive wizard, someone who as an assistant coach slash defensive wizard had already had a championship ring with the aforementioned Toronto Raptors under the aforementioned Nick Nurse four years ago. Having all of that on his resume, knowing that at some point, yeah, you know what, I'm probably going to be an NBA head coach because I'm on that trajectory. He wanted to be great. So he went back to school and earned a doctorate in leadership studies. So the Bucks. I mean, you can talk about Doc Rivers all you want, former Marquette star, now former Philadelphia 76ers coach. He's also coached the Celtics, the Clippers, been all over the league. The real Doc is Griffin. Doc Griffin. Adrian, Dr. Adrian Griffin. Nobody calls him Doc. I don't know. Maybe that'll change. Who knows? He went back to earn a Ph.D. because he wants to be great. He wants the knowledge of how to lead men. Even with everything that was on his resume... This thirst for learning, this thirst for, again, wanting to be great at being a head coach. That's what he did. Knowledge is power. I don't know that Adrian Griffin is going to rip off five straight NBA championships as a head coach. But the fact that he took the time, and listen, assistant coaches, their schedules are rough because they've got to scout, they've got to put together game plans, they've got a million things that are on their plate that we never see. And yet he still went back to school because he wants to be great. That's To me, that's what tipped it in. The other stuff was great. The other stuff, you know, Giannis saying that Griffin's my guy. Nick Nurse isn't my guy. Monty Williams isn't my guy. Or Frank Vogel isn't my guy. Or whomever. Adrian Griffin's my guy. Yeah, that was nice. And I think that, you know, you should listen to your best player. I, I don't think that that's how 
you should necessarily make all of your decisions. But as Adrian Griffin said, and you'll hear from him in just a second here, as Adrian Griffin said, great players want to be coached. Well, great coaches also want to be coached, and that's what he did. A great, hopefully, hmm, knock on wood, a great coach, who's a great assistant coach, now we'll see how he is as a head coach, wants to be great, so he wanted to be coached. Giannis, a two-time MVP, probably should have at least one more, if not two more MVP awards. He still wants to be great. He still has that thirst for knowledge. So now he's going to be coached by Adrian Griffin. Is Adrian Griffin going to be somebody who's always going to win the press conference? Maybe not. I don't care. Win basketball games. There were times where he did seem a little bit nervous as I was listening to his news conference. Yeah, I mean, it's this is a big deal. And after the thank yous and after all the acknowledgments came and went, Adrian Griffin... Uh, face some questions from the Milwaukee media. And here's a portion of his news conference from Tuesday uh, inside the Deer District, just across from Pfizer Forum. How do you try to reach that this year when you have a team that is coming off a 58-win season, has won 70% of its games? What's, I guess, what are you bringing here and how do you see that? Is there improvement or, or you know, going beyond that, what's already been set? Uh, that's a great question, Jim. So. One of the things that we spoke about in our first interview is, was, look, the, the foundation has already been laid. It's a strong culture. Uh, we have special talent on this team. So this wasn't something where I was coming in to uproot everything. Actually, it was just to build. You know, and I think with my 25 years uh, of experience in the NBA, I can add great value you know, to the team and just bring in my experiences as a player and as a coach. So to answer your question, I, you know, this is a tremendous opportunity, right? Um, I'm coming in with some special talent on this team. And yes, we have, uh, you know, high expectations, but we're going to embrace them, you know, but it starts about by getting to work, you know, never lose sight of the work involved. I think going undrafted and going the minor league route, it taught me the value of hard work. And uh, that's what we're going to, you know, um, build upon from day one. Uh, Eric name of the athletic right in front hey. uh, Eric. Eric nice to meet you um, I guess J John for you just kind of how important was Giannis's input in this process and then Adrian I know in the process you got to meet Giannis a little bit and get to know him what, what kind of stood out to you about him I think first uh, I want to give credit to uh, John and his staff because the environment and the platform that they gave me in the interview process really worked in my favor. Uh, again, I was able to get on the board um, multiple times. I was able to break down film and edit and kind of give my analysis. And then they allowed me to meet with different personnel uh, within the organization along with Giannis. But I can tell you, you know, I left the conversation in awe. Uh, you're talking about a guy that is super passionate about uh, bringing another championship to the city of, of Milwaukee. He was very humble. Uh, he was very hungry, and those are the traits that we are looking for with our players. I had an opportunity to reach out to all the players, and that was the common theme from the players, that they are hungry. Right? And, they, and, you know, that's kind of going to be our model this year. You know, we're going to put in the work. We're not going to take anything for granted. And, you know, we're gearing up for April, May, and June. Yeah, and, and Eric, just to the specific question with me, it, incredibly valuable. Um, 
but it's not specific or unique to Giannis. I think we talk about that all the time when we make roster decisions, staffing decisions. Um, we work really hard to be a collaborative organization and we value our players' input. I hope these guys here that are here today would tell you that we try to communicate with them, get their opinions and value their input in a lot of decisions that we make. So absolutely uh, valuable, but not unique or specific to Giannis. It's, it goes beyond that. Uh, Dario Melendez, WISN. Uh, first off, congratulations. You mentioned your mentors, uh, Thibs, Skiles, Nurse Donovan. What would you describe as your brand of basketball? Because you've learned from, obviously, a variety of different types of coaches. I didn't catch your name. Dario Melendez. Dario. Um, so, you're right. I, I've been under a lot of great coaches. And you, you kind of take the good and kind of make it your own. So, I'm, you know, I'm fortunate I have a large pool to pull from. But, you know, defense wins, obviously. Um, we're going to be a proactive defense, right? We're going to get after. We're going to pressure the ball. Uh, we're going to take our defense to the offense. We're not going to allow the offense to take their, uh, their offense to us. Um, we're going to pressure the ball, right? We're going to get turnovers. We're going to get out and run. Uh, we're also going to, you know, make adjustments and, and throughout the game with our defense and switch up our defenses. Uh, I think offensively we want to take – advantage of the special talent that's on this team, you know, to create high percentage shots. Um, also, that means making teams pay for putting two or three bodies uh, on the ball. So uh, I think that's going to, you know, work in our favor. So we're going to move the ball, a, a little bit more ball movement, body movement, get those high percentage shots in the paint, uh, and then the threes will be there. You know, we're not going to put any limits on, on the threes that we take, but they're going to be team threes, you know, they're going to be rhythm threes. And then, you know, I'm a big fan of, of getting on the offensive board. So we're going to try to put as many things in our favor. Um, I'm just excited to get to work. You guys okay with that? <laughs> and then, John, for you, um, you mentioned a, a couple reasons uh, why you hired Adrian. What was the biggest reason, though? What really blew your mind? What separated him from everybody? I mean, not to be too sentimental, Dario, but, like, you kind of saw it there, right? So. I've told this story a couple times, even to our owners and talking about this. We have this whole laid out process, like we have interview guide, question guide, and we're gonna sit down with each candidate, we're gonna ask this question, Milt's gonna ask this question, Dave, Craig, like bounce around the room. And like three questions in, you could see this guy's like itching to like go to the board and to get to the film and, and to say like, I don't wanna redo everything that you guys have built, but I can show you this or I can show you that and where we could be a little bit better and a little bit better here. And, and winning the playoffs is, is a game of inches. It's about doing the little things a little bit better, more consistently. And, and his passion and his energy when it comes to coaching is evident. It, you can just, the rhythm in which he answered your question, like that's who he is. This guy's a basketball coach. And so, I mean, again, there's a lot of specifics as to why, but it's evident that, that Adrian's ready for this job. Hey coach, Greg Matzik from WTMJ Radio. Nice to meet you, welcome back. Um, a few years ago, you had a hand in stopping Giannis and the Bucks in their mm -hmm. quest to win a championship. Mm -hmm. uh, Defensive-minded principles, do you bring more of that to the table? Are you steeped in defense? And, and John, as a follow-up to you, is, is that something that stood out? You have some gifted defensive players on your team, but it's a, a bit of a shift from an offensive-minded coach yeah. to more of a defensive-minded. Well, Greg, uh, that's a great question. I think being a defensive coach helps you on the offensive end. Right. Uh, for me, coming in, being on the other side of, you know, all the battles that we've had over the years against uh, the Bucks, and um, I normally would do the scout. So I didn't get a lot of sleep <laughs> the, the night before trying to figure out ways to slow uh, the Milwaukee Bucks down. But 
you know, you see nuances, right? So they're just patterns that I can pick up, and I know how teams going to play them because, you know, the, I would incorporate the same schemes. So, again, being on the defensive end kind of lets you know the answers to the test, right? So when teams do, do, do this, we can do that. We'll have a counter for everything. And then, you know, it's going to take a village, right? We're going to, you know, John and I have been working close about putting uh, outstanding staff together because these players deserve it. You know, we got uh, special uh, uh, players here. So we got so many great, uh, you know, conversations about bringing in the right people. And so we're excited about that. And, you know, just when we talk about building our staff, I, you know, I've looked at three things. One, I want high character people, you know, and then two, I want uh, high competent people. And then three, I want people that are creative. So uh, we're excited about, you know, some of the prospects that are coming along. But again, it's going to be a collective effort. You know, you know I'm going to lean on a lot of different people and lean on John and his staff. And uh, I think together um, we can uh, do something special. Greg, I mean, in fairness, I would say we've been incredibly uh, uh, successful defensively for the last five or six seasons. Um, I think what stands out about Adrian's mindset, he, he's worked for so many different coaches. He has a lot of different ways to execute a game plan. He has a lot of different ways to defend, to, to play offense. So it wasn't specifically that he's this great defensive coach and we need to be significantly better defensively. It's that I think he's a great basketball coach and I think that he, he'll be able to figure out the answers to the problems that you, that you um, that come to you during the course of a regular season and more importantly, April, May, and June, as he says, during the playoffs. So. Um, yeah, he's very gifted defensively, but I think he, he's very capable of figuring out the other areas as well. Welcome. I'm Lori Nickel with hey, the Lori. Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Yep. Nice to meet you. Welcome back. I have a question for each of you. John, I think you mentioned that the, you looked at analytics for this hire. I know you won't tell us everything, but would you be willing to share one thing that's a coaching analytic and coach for you? Not to speak for Giannis Antetokounmpo, but I wanted to go back to that. Relationships are important to him. He puts his heart and soul into this. Can you give us an idea of something specific from your conversation where he asked for something of you and you were on the same page or was there a moment that you clicked ideologically or anything specific from that conversation? Thank you. Do you want me? I can go first. So Lori, I think to answer your question, maybe just to be more general on coaches analytics that we looked instead of specific to what stood out with us with Adrian, I think you want to see um, a history of, of either being a head coach or coaching in a scheme with variability, with being able to do things differently. Um, again, there's a lot of ways, I think you see the finals this year and the approach to the finals. There's a lot of different ways, not only to win in the playoffs, but to win game by game or series by series. And so, you know, he's played for some of the most creative, I would say kind of fearless played for and coached for coaches, going all the way back to Nelly, Nelly Ball, right, that he played for. Um, and other coaches, and Scott Skiles, who I had a chance to work with, who's brilliant, a brilliant basketball mind, Tom Thibodeau, who we mentioned, Billy Donovan, um, Nick Nurse. You know, these guys have all approached the game in really unique, creative ways, and those show up in their analytical profiles. It could be their willingness to offensive rebound against a smaller opponent. It could be their willingness to, to switch or to double against an individual player who's having a great series. And so we really look for those trends that we think um, translate to winning in the playoffs. And, and there's a history of coaches that he's coached for and that he's played for in doing those things. And then he was able to articulate it. Well, that was, that was kind of the neat marriage is like, 
he was coming to us and telling us about like when I guarded Kobe, he didn't tell us that he had 60 against him, but he's like, when I guarded Kobe, like this is what I tried, right? And so like his ability to articulate these schemes and these different things was really pretty outstanding. Uh, and, and Lori, uh, out of respect to Giannis, I can't disclose uh, a lot of the, uh, the details of the conversation. I will say that, like I said before, you know, he's extremely humbled and extremely hungry uh, to get to work. And um, I felt like it was a, you know, we connected and we have a lot of the similar values and it's going to be fun. You know, it's going to be fun coaching him. Adrian, it's Lance Allen from WTMJ in Milwaukee. I'm back here. I'm 5'11", so I'm short. Sorry. <laughs> um, obviously, you're new to the head coaching game, and you mentioned it, April, May, June. How do you step into a role with a team that has championship as a goal and almost an expectation? And, John, I guess I'd follow it up after Adrian speaks about just how do you help him along the way to, to get up to speed to that, to where you want to go? I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. Uh, Lance Allen. Lance. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, again, I think for me, I've always been an active learner. And then just being under all the coaches and being in the NBA for so long, I prepared for this day. Uh, obviously, sliding over that one seat is going to be a big difference. And I've already <laughs> kind of experienced that in the first week. Uh, but again, uh, it's going to take a village. You know, I'm, I'm surrounding myself with great people. Again, uh, John and I are so collaborative. Uh, we're building a great staff. Um, so um, I know, like, I'm smart enough to know I don't have all the answers, but someone in that, within that room will. And, uh, you know, I love to learn. Um, I went back to school and got my PhD. So I, one thing I learned is to research. <laughs> So if the answer is out there and I'll, you know, uh, I, I just make a promise to you that I'm going to work my butt off from day one. Yeah, and <clears throat> I think Lance, like the answer is to not talk about it. And he's, he's just talked a ton about how we're going to put in the work. So I think day to, <clears throat> day to day to put in the work to focus on getting better every day and to not talk about winning championships, but to do the right things to win it. And, and again, there's a ton of belief organizationally that Adrian's a guy to lead us in doing that. Hey, Coach, welcome to Milwaukee. Lily Zao, Fox 6. Uh, question for you. You know, Giannis is at the peak of his game. You mentioned he's very hungry, very humble. How do you make a player of his caliber even better? Uh, that's a great question, Lily. Um, thank you for asking that. First of all, I want to say that we have just, you know, Giannis is arguably the best player uh, in the world, but we have some extraordinary talent on this team as well. I just want to uh, say that, you know, we, we see our players here today, um, you know, Chris, uh, Drew, Brooke, um, those guys are probably number ones on any other team. So I'm excited for just being a part of this team and this culture, and I'm excited to coach them all. But I, I think with, with Giannis, one of the things, you know, I'll, again, I'll draw on my experience. I've been fortunate to be on staff with MVPs, right? Uh, in Chicago, we had Derrick Rose in OKC. We had Russell Westbrook uh, in um, Toronto. We had Kawhi Leonard, who was the MVP of the finals. And so there was, you know, one common theme, one common thread with those guys, and that was they want to grow. You know, they want to get better every day. Um, they want to expand their game. And I think they're extremely coachable. And, and a lot of people do not realize that. And I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, when I was doing the defense and 
it was, I was trying to uh, incorporate some type of scheme, but it was going to require uh, Kawhi Leonard to do a lot, you know. I had him just basically running around crazy, you know, uh, multiple efforts on this drill, and I was hesitant to tell him that. So I went up to him, I said, Kawhi, I got this idea that I want to do, but it's going to require a lot of energy from you. And he said, listen, just tell me what you want to do, and I'll do it. You know, and so I was so amazed, but you'll be amazed also that players like Giannis, you know, two-time MVP, these guys want to be coached, right? And obviously I would sit down with him and uh, ask him about his vision of how he wants to develop and how he wants to expand his game. But he's made it clear from day one that, you know, he's extremely open and on board, and I look forward to, to working with him. Quick follow-up here. You mentioned going back to school, getting your PhD in organizational leadership. I guess, why was that important to you, and how do you think that helps being the next head coach in your new role here? I think two things. Um, one, uh, my father passed in uh, 2000, and like I said, he was a minister for 25 years, but he had always had a dream of pursuing his PhD, and obviously, um, you know, that fell short. So it was kind of sentimental for me to, to want to uh, complete that for him in honor of him. And then uh, I think secondly, again, when we talk about preparation and preparing for this day, um, I believe in holding myself to the same standards that we hold players. You know, we always tell the players to be excellent, to be unselfish, to be open, to uh, be a great teammate. And I felt like I needed to, you know, be the change that I wanted to see. And that started with myself and looking in the mirror and finding ways to get better. Uh, I think leadership is so important today. Um, I think um, the players d deserve the best. It's a little different, right? When I was growing up, it was more command and control uh, with our coaches. Um, I don't even know my name for the first couple years of college because he called me other things. <laughs> but, you know, and I'm joking, like P.J. Carlos Mibble is the best. I learned so much from him. Okay, P.J.? But, you know, today is, is different. I think the relationship piece is very important. I think building those relationships with the players first. And then you can coach them. You can coach them hard. But um, I always say um, people don't know how much you care. Uh, people don't know how much you know. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so I think that's so important. That's something I try to live by as a coach, and it's served me well so far. All right, coming up later this week, I'll have some thoughts on the Packers at their OTAs. I've been up in Green Bay, uh, so I've seen QB1, Jordan Love, perform on the practice field. Is it a game situation? Obviously not. But there's some good things that you can glean from what we've so far been able to see in the limited amount of time that the media has been allowed inside the ropes to kind of see what's going on. We'll talk about it on tomorrow's Spectrum Sports 1 Roundtable. Uh, I'll be on. Dennis Krause, of course, hosting, but I'll be on with Dan Needles. Looking forward to that. We'll bring you some highlights of that tomorrow as well. That'll do it for this edition of the Doug Russell Podcast. Have a good week. We'll talk to you soon.